Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. I was ecstatic to hear the news. The case down in Arizona went off without a hitch. Who would have thought that there was this young beat cop, part of the Chandler PD? Manny Fresh. Nobody saw him coming. But our force has our eye on him. John, you're back. We are back, sir. Guys, and welcome to the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me once again, saddled up on the case, a hamburger, hot dog, blue jeans, cowboy himself, John Schreiner. How are we doing? Welcome. Doing Thank great, you. doing great. But, you know, John, that's not it. We have that young, fresh-faced Chandler PD beat cop on the cast with us today. You know, he's, he, you know, he, you know, cash money taken over for the nine, nine and 2000 Manny fresh, Emmanuel Onate, the newest member of the North American world's team. Emmanuel, say hi to everybody. <laughs> What's going on everyone. How you doing? Dude, great to have you on. And, you know, before we even get started, I want to give you a huge congratulations, man, for, you know, getting that world spot. It, it you know, it, it, it it's nice that, you know, what am I trying to say? Because your official placing was what? Third? Second. Oh, you, were, you were officially placed. Good shit, yeah, sir. Yeah, you got to finals, man. I, I, yeah. I had stepped away. I didn't see that part. I had a lot <laughs> going on. Um, I didn't know if it was I, – I didn't know who was in the final. For some reason, I was thinking it was Sam Tool in Okimoto. I don't know why I – They played oh. the round before. Yeah. Okay. In the, their semis. But, dude, dude, we'll, we'll get to all of that so – but how does it feel? No, you know, being on you know a world's team with guys like obviously Okimoto, Cody. We got Colin Rupert, Kyle, Chris. We got Sam Tool, and you have, I don't know if you've had a chance to meet Lord Byron yet, but boy, he is a wily son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I you know I've been playing for I think about a little bit over a year, and I've definitely heard all the names. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had the pleasure of hosting all the California guys, Oki. Um, that whole squad when they came down for, I think it was petite cup. Mm-hmm. Um, super nice guys. Uh, never had a complaint there. Um, it's part of the reason I love this game. The whole community's uh, just super, super nice compared to other card games I've played um, <laughs> night and day difference. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so nice. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm honored to, to be on the, on the team. Uh, it just hit me, you know, maybe today and yesterday. Cause the day of, I was kind of like, Oh, I'm going to Worlds. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I was just fighting for my Nats invite. You know, I had come in second a couple of times at a couple of LQs, and I was just like, damn, am I not going to get that Nats invite? You know, am, am I going to have to, you know, fight it out until Dark Crystal like I did last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up making it last year. So um, definitely feels awesome now. Well, that's awesome, man. And we'll definitely dive into that because um, I know, John, you were there as well. And we're just going to kind of get a full recap from you guys. But, uh, you know, really just going to be celebrating your, you know, your victory there, uh, Emmanuel. And we're, we're really happy to, you know, have you on that team and representing us at Worlds. But you know what? Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Um, because, you know, there, there's something that's inside of this cart. They're rolled up. They're hot off the presses. John, what do you think I'm talking about here? I think they might be some papers. Papers that contain 
the news. All right. So as far as the order of the news, I guess we'll start with the uh, the Knights vs. Wraith deck being released. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll go into the spoilers, and then we'll talk about the Octagon events. Well, no, we'll talk about we're going to talk about the Crystal Cup tickets, then the Octagon Weekly event because that's the perfect segue into Arizona. Okay, no problem. Because we breed winners. That's right. We sure do. <laughs> I love that All I right. get to bump the number up because I love saying the number of Worlds players that we have compete in the week. Yep. And I hope you're rolling on some of this because I definitely want to have this slight rambling before we actually get to the headlines. But, uh, but you know, like, like we said before, John, uh, Octagon or RVA Returners Weekly worked for me. It sure did. But uh, going with, that, you know, the headlines this week, uh, this past weekend, uh, going into the weekend of Arizona, the Knight vs. Wraith uh, two-player starter deck was released. Um, this is the second in the kind of two-player, like, intro decks. Um, now, like the one that came out before it that had, uh, you know, it had, like, Genesis and VV and, had, you know, some very potent starter cards that actually still see a lot of play currently. Uh, this one has some really powerful legendaries in it, some sought-after legendaries. So if anybody hasn't gotten it yet, you definitely need to pick it up. Because, John, I don't know about you, Emmanuel, I don't know about you, but Full Art Diabolos, Full Art Cecil, Full yeah. Art Phoenix, ugh, beautiful to look at. Sounds pretty. I haven't even set yeah. my eyes upon one yet, man. I can't wait to see. Same here, man. Yeah, they, they, they look great, and the cards are great. The, the, and the out. two decks are player the two decks are playable like they're actually uh, I, I think these are better for people getting into the game because you actually have some power cards there's a lot of synergies within the deck um so if you or a friend or have a friend that is looking to get into the game this is the best thing you can buy Dude, they sold out of the two-player starter deck at desert sky games less than one mm-hmm. hour after they open i believe it yeah just everybody oh, i didn't even know like, they had, i didn't even they had any in stock right yeah exactly sold uh, out. <laughs> yeah they sold out in one hour after they opened Wow. Mm-hmm. And people were walking around with like three of them stacked on top of their stuff. And I was like, man, I guess you scoop mm-hmm. those real quick. You know what? I, I love that they're doing these decks because mm-hmm. this is a game that we're all actively trying to grow and mm-hmm. to make decks. And, and in a two, you know, a, a combination to have both decks in one pack, like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? That gets people in at a, you know, that's awesome. It's a product for everybody, right? Because like every single player who plays the game is going to buy one, and yep. it's good for all the new players. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a yep. brilliant kind of product. I really enjoy them. Yep. The more the more of these, the merrier. So again, you know, we can't stress it enough. If you see it anywhere, pick one up. Hell, really, you'll want to pick three up if you want the full art play set of the Cecil, the Lightning, the Diabolos, the Phoenix. Um, lightning. Oh, you yeah, said lightning. Um, yeah, lightning. We got a lightning Florida in there. I need, I need yeah, it's, it's five chicken lightning. lightning. Yeah, chicken, chicken lightning. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Oh yeah. Um, I think that is it as far as the full arts. Did I say Cecil? I yeah. definitely said Cecil because yeah. that's like the one that I'm real excited about. Um, you know, Cecil, yeah. Phoenix, Lightning, Diabolos. I think that might be it. Yeah. I don't know. But but it's a great product. Definitely should pick it up. And um, you know, speaking of, of of great cards, John, we've it, spoiler season is upon us. It's getting hot. It's getting heavy. So you know, first first set of spoilers that we got to see this week 
actually came from uh, t- uh, was it TGS Tokyo uh, Tokyo yes. Game Show. Yes. Um, and we got to see some really good cards, John. It was I believe four of them. It was four cards, yeah, and they're all full arts too, with unique. Yeah. Art. Yeah. So go ahead and go down the line. I, I think there's some that are. It's kind of a, again a full spectrum of whether I think they're good, could have been good, really solid. You know, there's the full gamut there. Yeah, so I'll read them out loud, and we'll all three talk about what we think about these cards. So, yeah. um, first yeah. we have Eldnarsh. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, ice forward this time instead of dark. Mm-hmm. He's a five drop. He's a forward who's category eleven job descendant of the Zillart, so probably not meaning anything anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you control a card named Camlino, the cost for playing Eldnarsh onto the field is reduced by two, so he'd become a three cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Eldnarsh enters the field, choose one character your opponent controls. Dull it mm-hmm. and damage five, which is that new damage mechanic. So, as long as you are at five damage or more, when Eldnarsh mm-hmm. enters the field, choose up to three characters opponent controls, dull them. Mm-hmm. So, it looks like this guy is choosing four characters and dulling them if you are at five or more damage. And he's a 9,000 power, so he's a five drop 9k. If you have mm-hmm. Camelno out, he becomes a three drop 9k who dulls a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those cards that I, I think it it does a lot of things right, but I think it also does a lot of things that aren't just aren't good enough. Because um, typically in these you know in these ice builds, in what builder maybe you running like maybe in Earth Ice you're running Camelot in like the dark package that's pretty common. So maybe mm-hmm. he has a home there. Um, Mono Ice, I don't see you getting rid of any of its already amazing top curve. To squeeze this guy in because I feel like you re- you want to be playing Camelot to really maximize this card's value. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're playing a deck that can access ice, which it re- which any deck can, if you're playing the eleven engine, because just because of chaos, right. you know, this thing could just be a finisher. The only problem I have with it is it's competing in a very very crowded space. Even with the the discount that you get. It's still a five drop. It's still susceptible to all of that removal. Um, it has all of the all of the things that go along with being a drop that high. But I think it has a really good effect, especially once you hit that damage five threshold. It could just win you a game on the spot. It, it definitely could. Um, my only thought with it is um, mm-hmm. because I do run a deck that goes very wide. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it tends to work very well against ice because it can't really deal with that. Exactly. Um, so. In a way, you know, if they have a way to freeze the forwards after doing them, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. But otherwise, I mean, I, they're against a wide board, which is where you're going to take the most advantage, right? If you're going to do four forwards, mm-hmm. you're probably already in a really bad spot, and you're probably not going to be going for game. Exactly. Um, if you're up against a board of four-plus forwards already. Um, mm-hmm. You might be, you know, if there's, there's scenarios, but... Um, that's the only thing with that. I mean, if it was dole and freeze a couple of them, I mean, that's, you know, pretty oh, we'd be in business. I do yeah. agree. Yeah. It has like no freeze. So it ends up being a kind of an aggressive card because there's nothing defensive about simply dulling and then passing. So they all activate. Mm-hmm. But it's yep. like, uh, while he can dull backups and monsters and things like that, um, again, your opponent, if they have something to do, is going to do it in response to dulling their backups. Mm-hmm. Uh, freezing the backups is always the one that's way better than, than dulling them. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be tough to find a spot. Um, immediately, the first thing I start thinking of is, hey, this guy can pay for Paradise and isn't a dark card. So I can <laughs> I was, play I, Paradise I decks <laughs> without, like, this super shitty drawback of all these mm-hmm. dark cards in my hand. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, so so this is gonna be one of the full arts, and it has kind of like a like a sketch style, like a pencil-y kind of style to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's gonna like you said. It's competing for the element that has the most loaded top end of five mm -hmm. drops that are all so insane. You have to fight over which one's most insane. Yeah. So, um, all right. Moving on, we have potentially the most interesting of all of these. Um, this is a five cost light legend Refia. Mm -hmm. So Refia is a category three um, again warrior of light job. She's a five drop eight k. When Refia enters the field, you may search for one card name. Uh, sorry, one card name Ark, one card name Ingus, or a card name Luneth of cost four or less, and play it onto the field. When Refia attacks, choose one forward opponent controls. If you control four or more Job Warrior of Light forwards, remove it from the game. <laughs> Dude, this card was absolutely so so close to becoming like an archetype like cornerstone um if it was i would have given a finger for it to be any color other than light hmm. any other color i would have taken any other color and i'm gonna tell you why so most you're, you're running obviously the payoff is you're playing multiple warriors of light because she gets to put one right onto the field there's obviously this amazing payoff when you have four hmm. the problem is the other the the other like cornerstone cards in that archetype are also light. Yeah. You know, and I'm talking about the old war the legendary warrior of light and the wool that you know lets you look at the top five. So this card is competing in a deck. I mean, are are you running you're not running Cosmos to play all that stuff. There's no there's no camel knot, there's no payoff for that kind of engine. And you know, and I thought about it for a while. I thought that if you're playing an Earth, like an Earth Warrior of Light package, like Mono Earth Warriors of Light, you could totally do that because you have uh, you have um, Cryo, you have Ignis, you, or Ingus, you have Wool, and, and then you have light, uh, and not right, and the Six Drop Warrior Light, yeah. and now you have you know Refia would play really well in that. Um, it's better than if, if you're running if you're that committed to a warrior of light package you just drop the six drop and play the the old light one right yeah. honestly i'm glad that um it was refia and not one of the other kids names because water is kind of the worst support color for warrior yeah. of light mm -hmm. so it does actually it's pretty easy to put this into a fire warrior <clears throat> of light build i think mm -hmm. i honestly yeah i get that it's it's mostly wall, not the four drop warrior of light, because he's more the rainbow decks. It's mm -hmm. mostly light wall that we're competing with here, right? Yep. And yeah. this card might be worth enough, honestly, to run a materia and just figure you'll search the both of them out. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. If it's a mono deck where you're putting this in, that's like the one light backup's not gonna kill you because all your other backups mm -hmm. make your color. Um so maybe, right? But I think it's a very interesting card, and it certainly is a really cool payoff for Swarming Warrior of Light besides power. Because so, to this point, the only payoff has been power and like combat help. Yep. Mm -hmm. But and on the plus side, you can search the old backup arc off of this card, which I think anytime you can search a backup and put it into play seems really, really good to me. I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't say forward, so yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be people, I think, that are going to try to build one with all the elements, you know, because mm -hmm. it's it's fun and it's it's cool. And of course, Cosmos is going to go in there, and, mm -hmm. and then you can run all those. So I have um, lots sure of those it'll be decks. a fun deck. 
I have lost mm -hmm. to those decks, and I have lost to those decks, Emmanuel, at Nationals. So yeah, they can get spicy. Yeah, never, never discount it. Um, no. One cool thing I do want to mention, I forgot to mention on the Eldnarsh, and that seeing this card reminds me <laughs> of is the foiling pattern for the full arts. They yes. actually went out of their way to make them unique instead of just foiling like the background of the card and in really, really cool ways. So I'm not exactly sure what the Eldnarsh looks like, but I know that on this Refia, she's kind of holding a broadsword over her shoulder and that whole sword is foiled in like a special pattern as well as the background. Really? Yeah. You've seen, I haven't seen really foil nice. versions. Where did, yeah. where did you uh, find those? Uh, somebody had like quick screen grabs. I guess when, when you're watching the stream, they technically showed the full art and the regular. Oh, okay. Uh, I could find it for you after this. I just don't have it. Yeah. Like, right that's here. really cool. I, I didn't does, know that. Yeah, yeah. It's really neat. Like there's foiling on just the sword. Yep. And I know Echo, which I guess is the next one, has a really neat foiling. Like, like uh, almost like they look almost like figure eights in the background. It's really. Wow. Neat. Yeah, like the little, um, yeah, like figure eights or infinity symbols on the mm -hmm. regular card. They're kind of like a dull color, but on the foil, they're like a bright foil purple. Is actually really mm -hmm. neat. Um, so yeah, that, I guess we'll go into that card next. So our next card Segway. Is, <laughs> is Echo. Echo is a three drop wind backup. Yep. Mobius category, job fairy. When Echo enters the field, you may search for one category Mobius forward and add it to your hand. And oh boy, does that give you some goodies. Yes. So, I, I think it's darkness. good. Fuso, it, yeah. Wall. Uh, Man. Yeah. Um, every color under the sun. I mean, yeah, you actually do get something in every color because you can search the new Bergen with it. Um, Gabranth. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, is, is the new Gabranth movie? Oh, is he? Maybe not. He might be... Yeah. Um, he might just be uh, new art. Yeah. yeah, but I know you've got, like I said, you've got uh, Bergen, you've got I'm trying Cloud of Darkness, Fasoya, Wool, yeah. uh, and Maya. Maya. Um, I'm gonna look to it up. I'm gonna look. I know the Emperor. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot. The one the Emperor is definitely. Yep. Uh, hold on, I'm two seconds away from. All right, yeah, we said Cloud of Darkness, uh, mm -hmm. Naroha, Light Wool, mm -hmm. Duncan, mm -hmm. Lion, Bergen, Ooh. Yasmat. Heretical Knight Garland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some some crazy cards actually on that list. A lot of so bars. yeah, it's a searcher, right? And and searchers are innately just they're, they're just good, right? Because they let you color fix, they let you do all kinds of goofy things. Um, oh yeah. There's a reason it's in wind to make you kind of think outside the box a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the other echo is a very popular backup. Yeah, which is very flexible yep. and it kind of forces you to choose. But mm -hmm. I do like that this tutors a lot of cards that are kind of like high-end bombs. Um, so it's really, really kind of leans into that multicolor that we're seeing get more and more popular. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you imagine that card in, in a color that, oh, my God, it's anything other than wind, lightning, well, dude, or... If oh this was God. lightning, this would be very dangerous. Yeah, if it was lightning <laughs> or earth, it would be... Even water, yeah. search for cloud of darkness, like... Yeah, oh, I forget oh, about that sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it's insane. Yeah, well, well, that, that was a uh, yeah, dude. That was one of the biggest like the first plays when when Maya first came out. And I know there was people like over in Japan running a deck where they would play Maya and do some things. And I think I, I, I mean, want to say Sam Tool was doing. You know, 100%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just, yeah. Like, oh, dude, go wide play Cloud of Darkness. Yeah, I'll give it haste with Maya. That's kill two things. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, take actually a, take crazy. See, cold shower. Exactly. So yeah, I think the yeah. card's good. I think the card's fine. It's in a good spot. 
All right, and this next one, Chris, I actually mm-hmm. think that this card is like kind of makes this whole archetype that they were trying to push come together. So this is a two-drop lawn forward, mm-hmm. fire forward, 5k power. World of Final Fantasy, of course, Mirage Keeper. If you mm-hmm. control a card named Rain, Lawn gains plus 2,000 power and first strike. Mm-hmm. When Lawn enters the field, choose one monster that is also a forward. Until the end of the turn, it gains plus 5,000 power and brave. <laughs> That's really, really good. Um, yeah, and we all know that there's that Rain that searches for the monsters that mm-hmm. are the world of Final Fantasy monsters, and all of them are monsters that are also forwards. Yep. That search like summons for you. So here yep. you have and, a and, she, and the rain gives them all a thousand power just as a, a static effect. Yeah, so here's my eleven K Brave Frit. Oh, you didn't block it? Cool. <laughs> He's still a trump blocker on my turn, so I can go get the summon. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, that fire ice archetype is now gonna be a thing. Um I think Lon is definitely enough of a missing piece. And the great part is it gets even better, John. Because you can play Fire Ice, you can run Meath, discard a Frit. Or Bliz to go get the lawn, and then you have uh, Sid Woth to like get them back, or you have other mm-hmm. ways to recycle those monsters. Yeah, it actually does give you kind of a, a really efficient payoff. Like it's a really nice low mm-hmm. curve payoff. Like even with just the rain out, he's a seven k first strike. And if it's the backup rain because you're doing whatever else, you know, you're maybe not even doing the monster stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting what? That's another plus one. So he's an eight k first strike for two CP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems pretty good to me. You know, to shake a stick at that's for sure. Fire usually doesn't get to have a cool ability and be on curve. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's rare. Yeah, um, it's and on this card, there's yeah. like a ton of little cubes all over the place, and those have like a special foil on the yeah. uh, on the full art. Yeah. Wow, I've got to check these out. Yeah, so they're they're really really neat, and I think you know Op- Opus Ten so far is definitely the, the the front end of the spoilers have actually been better i feel like the front end of these spoilers have been a lot better than the ones we got for the uh, beginning of opus 9 mm-hmm. oh um, yeah yeah like there was a lot of negativity actually at the beginning of opus 9 so much negativity yeah yeah like what we're seeing what we're seeing right now is actually really really solid and actually really exciting um now john i believe that was it for uh, for tgs tgs yeah that is it and just one thing quick while you are saying that like that there are a lot of crazy exciting cards coming out. I mean, like, there's a red one that we're about to go over. There's the Ash mm-hmm. that we went over last week. And, well, Chris, what are you doing? Are you, like... <laughs> are you eating some cereal or something? No, why? All of a sudden, it just started sounding like you were, like, scraping the bottom of a bowl or something. And then <laughs> and then I heard, like, a... Yeah, whatever that is, they heard, like, a crunch. <laughs> no, I swear to God. I was doing nothing. Like, the uh, the I'm on my laptop, and, like, the little, like, latch... I was just sliding it side to side. Oh, just a little fidgety over there? Yeah, it's you, a little fidget. Need to get you a fidget spinner? I know normally I'm sitting here hearing you just shuffle cards. But yeah, no, that, that was, it was like weirdly loud and, and metallic. But anyway, we're not cutting any of this out. No, we're keeping it. We're definitely keeping it. Uh, but Fuck like it, you rolling. said, so, so all these uh, spoilers have been very exciting. And mm-hmm. um, this is one of those quote-unquote off-season sets. Where yeah. the only big competition, Emmanuel has to worry about these cards, but for the rest of us, um, Worlds <laughs> is really the only official tournament where these will mm-hmm. be legal, which means we're getting to stack these on top of whatever Opus 11 is for like the start of the next competitive season, which means things are going to be so different. Than oh, yeah. right now. Wild so, so different. Like It just seems like, and I hate using this phrase, I almost want to not say the phrase, but it almost seems a 
slight bit like power creepy. Of course, it's like every card game ever. Sure, but, like, sure, sure. These cards are uh, are kind of all a little nuts. Well, it is Opus <laughs> Ten. You yeah, know, it is, yeah, it's five. about time. You know, about time. Opus Five brought us like the biggest power creep we've seen. Absolutely. This feels very on par, and not just because Ash is like Wall, and literally we are seeing parallels. Like, yeah, you know, it just feels like another Elden Arch. It's, there it is. Oh, there it is. Sh- oh no. <laughs> Refia, oh no. Oh no. Oh no, Warrior of Light Synergy, oh god. <laughs> where are we? Um yeah. I know where we're at. We're actually good. There was more spoilers to be had. Um yes. Ari- the Arizona Crystal Cup, we got four more spoilers. Um and we can go ahead and go down the line on those two, John. Let's just let's just let's just pile them on. We'll just add them to the pile. So, um, yeah. or wait, do real quick before the Arizona ones. Let's actually go over the one that we forgot last week. Yes. Okay. Let's so actually two things, before actually. we forget it again because I'm about yes. to. Go ahead. <laughs> two oh no no, I, I, no no no! But I said we, well, oh. we got the the well we got Titus, but we also had something else. Um, the reason it's important is Titus is the like he, it's the promo card in the pre-release kits. Oh yes. And we also did get to see the sleeves that you get in the pre-release set, which um, I know we're kind of jumping around a bit, but one, if we forget one, we're going to forget the other. And we don't want to do that. Um, it's these beautiful Moogle sleeves that you're getting inside of the uh, Opus 10 pre-release kit. Uh, they just revealed those today. They look really, really sick. They are really nice. Yeah. Like a cool kind of like rainbow pastel colored sleeve. It looks like kind of watercolor. Um, and it has a Moogle that I, the only Moogles that I know that have the gem instead of a palm on their head are thirteen two and um, and the one from Mobius. And considering mm-hmm. all the thirteen stuff we're about to go over, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a full art thirteen two Moogle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that's, that's speculation. But you know, uh, the sleeves have been sleeves of full art carts in the set for the last two sets. So I mean, that there would look is. awesome in a full art. Yeah, and I think even... about it. Like we had the the Bahamut and we had the um, the Chocobo. Chocobo. The only thing that makes it seem a little bit more like a sleeve to me versus a full art card is the uh, like the stripe pattern and then it kind of popping out of the middle. Does, I mean, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it does seem a little sleevey mm. a little less. But well, mm. who knows? We'll see. Um, either way, it's a character illustration by Ruby Asami. So actually, if we can, <laughs> somebody pull up the uh, let's do the detective work, Chris. Pull up the <laughs> list of the. Uh, the Opus Ten card artists and see if that's uh, <laughs> it's on there. Oh man, you're you're asking me to go down a path I can't follow. That's all right. We'll get <laughs> we'll get there later. That's uh, we don't do that work off hours. That's exactly because we because we we're, 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 we're forgetting about the Titus. That's right. So you... Titus, Titus, before we forget, is a four drop, eight K as Titus is like to be. Mm-hmm. He is a guardian, of course. Category ten. Um, the category 10 forwards, other than Titus you control, gain plus 1,000 power. When Titus enters the field, you may return one backup you control to its owner's hand. When you do so, choose one forward, return it to its owner's hand. Card's and, good. And then Card's his S ability, good. he's got an S ability. Mm-hmm. Quick hit, which is just S, always nice. Mm-hmm. Activate Titus. Titus gains plus 2,000 power until the end of the turn. Card's good. Card does a lo- checks yeah. a lot of boxes. A, a, it's an insane title card. Remember how I said earlier when we were talking about title, how 10 is just like one less bigger than 12? Hey, guess yeah. what? They just got that extra 1K they need. Yeah, check, plus one. Yes. Um, and obviously, <laughs> he, the fact that you can reuse some of your, your utility backups, 
just to bounce a dude out of the way. Like I would love to play this card, bounce my Artemisian, bounce my searcher, bounce what the hell ever to get one of their dudes out of the way and then just reap all the benefits of the card I just bounced. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and by the way, I can swing out with him and hold a net, hold a copy of him in hand. So, you know, I don't give a shit about the crackback. I got a, I, I'm blocking with a 10K. Get fucked. 11K if I have Waka. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, like, Water actually really just loves 4-drop 8Ks because yeah. they have an easy time buffing, and Water is not going to have any problem returning the backup to their hand. They don't really get a lot of ways to reset their backups. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so. not right now, other than cracking them. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's, only, there's very few that they have that they can crack. Mm-hmm. Water has, like, the entire rogues gallery of two CP backups that are like insane that all have tap abilities. But mm-hmm. as far as like, uh, there are also so many just like Waka, Minwu, Artemisian, Yuna, and it's like, boom, that's it. I'm out of Hebron. Mm-hmm. Boom, that's it. Oops, I locked myself out of backups. And I'm playing pretty much all of these cards. <laughs> so it's just like, they, uh, they, they, pick, a, they pick a path basically. And yeah. do I have Minwu this game? No. Uh, you know, and if that would have helped, well, then they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and like, even just the, you know, he's giving other 10 forwards a thousand power, so obviously let's slap this buddy in wind with his mm-hmm. friends. And not only are these cards, you know, punching outside their weight class, but also this card loves Mion. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bounce Mion back, bounce your Shinra's back, bounce... The, the, the world is your oyster. This I'll card does Mion a lot and, of good. Uh, this Viking that attacked to my hand. I'll draw exactly. two cards and have <laughs> two mm-hmm. cards. Yeah, it's it's uh it's I think good. It's good in uh, maybe a little bit of a boring way. I, it's not like some kind of build around or bomb or anything mm-hmm. like that. But um, I don't really think we're playing many of the Tituses right now, so it's yeah. not getting in the way of well, anything. And, and I think this card can make you feel good about continuing to play Wind Water YRP, but using the EX Riku backup or something else, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I I think this card makes you feel good about that because making that the free pain in 8k seems pretty okay to me yeah yeah and it's a relevant guardian for the, yeah. uh, for the guardian card yep absolutely his face absolutely it's it cheaper right. yeah so i and i feel bad because this card's good and we forgot about it last week but john we, we've got more good cards to talk about they just keep coming so we had four cards spoiled at arizona mm-hmm um, and I'm going to go over the most exciting one first because mm-hmm. it's <clears throat> just a tiny bit, I don't know, just a tiny bit nutty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caius. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I loved it. So... I love that card. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, Caius is, uh, is a 4CP 9K mm-hmm. in fire. We'll start there. Uh, mm-hmm. It is category 13, obviously, Evolving Job Guardian of the Cirrus. Uh, mm-hmm. When Caius enters the field, you may play one character of cost three or less from your hand onto the field. When Caius is put from the field into the break zone, select one character you control, put it into the break zone. That's it. That's your card. It's a card with an upside on its above curve, an upside where you just get to jam a three-cost character, forward, backup, monster, you name it, mm-hmm. no color restriction, and it's quote-unquote downside, is just another friggin' upside. It's mm-hmm. insane, man. <laughs> like, I, I can't wait <laughs> to put it in my deck and at least test it. I mean, oh, insane for Firewater. in your deck, man. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. This card <laughs> is just... Wow, this card checks every box. This card is just great. 
It's a hero yeah. that's insane. Like this card. Let's compare this. <laughs> Do we to have every to say fire it? hero? Do we have well, to to every say fire it? hero we've gotten in the last like eight sets <laughs> to a certain pair of fire heroes from Opus Nine. Oh, dude! What dude. is this card? This is one set I mean, later. It's, it's no, it's no Dark Lord, but uh, but, but, but what is right? <laughs> God. This card uh, is insane, guys. I mean, I don't even think we have to highlight most of these synergies. Like, this card can play goddamn anything. Yeah. This oh, Almost yeah. anything you do with this card is going to give you both board advantage and card advantage, including when this Caius dies, if he even goes to the break zone. We'll just say that to begin with. Yeah, nine's pretty hard to kill. <clears throat> also, turns out you can just exile him with Una H, and oops, he didn't go to the break zone. I lost nothing. Suck it, nerd. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, there, there's you, something to snack on, Emmanuel. <laughs> dude, by playing the cards you already like playing, you have completely oh, alleviated any downside to that card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll break Viking or Thornton. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, okay, my Viking out there. Oh, no, sure, Thornton. Thornton has to break. Oh, uh, I, I no. guess I'll break break this porum or whatever. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll break. Oh porum. no! Oh, woe is me! <laughs> this oh, is just man. so good. There's nothing bad about this card. There's literally nothing bad about it. Yeah, absolutely. Why is it an IK? <laughs> Al Sid yeah. is a is a four drop six K who plays a three drop forward and deals six thousand damage. Well, because you could also like play that guy, and then if you're real fucking froggy and you're still playing it, play the forward VV. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's, it's, do it's, Alcid it's, numbers. Yeah, you, you do exactly. <laughs> VV just and you and you could play it in either deck. Like, okay, dude, you could play this guy in the Firewater Nine deck. Play a Light Zidane off of that guy for free. Untap all your shit. You could play a one CP <laughs> VV. Fucking obliterate something. Send something far beyond the Shadow Realm, dude. <laughs> You could play a Beatrix, a Freya, whatever the fuck you want. And then Pour break him. your one cost VV. Yeah, it's beautiful. Or <laughs> break that or break that one backup, like, oh, you don't want that Irvin in your back row, or you want to play another Black Waltz? I guess I'll just break this Black Waltz. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much use for yeah. it. That's not a drawback. Dude, oh Kurt's so good. Yeah. Like, in this screenshot I'm looking at of the card on the screen... You see, like, JT's kind of looking over at Okamoto, and Okamoto is just staring at the screen like, what the hell yeah. am I reading? Yeah, card's good. <laughs> card is good. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I don't think anyone disagrees that that card is going to yeah. be... Yeah, card's be nuts. Um, next up we have, uh, this is a manual's spoiler mm -hmm. here. This is a Zaidu. Mm -hmm. It is a Type-0 backup, two-cost lightning backup. Mm -hmm. Rob Provost, which I don't think has any synergy currently with any of the Type-0. <laughs> not a not a lick. Um, you tap this guy to put Zaidu in the break zone, choose one forward against first strike until the end of the turn, or he has a similar ability where you can tap, put him in the break zone, and choose a Type-0 forward, and it gains haste and first strike until the end of the turn. Mm -hmm. um, like an I upgraded mean, I, Lancer, which is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I think it's a fine title card, obviously. Um, yeah. I, I think in Constructed, I don't know. I don't know what deck you're playing it in. I mean, I guess any deck you're playing Lancer, sure, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a good enough two CP Lightning backup to go into those builds. Yeah, um, I don't think I can take the spot of anything. Yeah. It's not good enough to to replace something. 
Yeah, and you know yeah. what? It's a shame because this guy is never, ever going to name Clash. Nope, ever. Uh, <laughs> and unless his job becomes super relevant with some kind of like synergy. Um, yeah. Or, you know, like there's a card that's like when Zyru goes to the break zone or something or like puts him into play for free or like doesn't like it breaks him and replays him if he uses yeah. you know, some, something. There could always be a synergy. Uh, and he is one of those named cards, but he's a common. So chances <laughs> are this guy is uh, going to be you're going to find them under the floor mats of your car. Yeah. In a couple of years. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old Zydu. Yeah, yeah. This was a, you know, like rip the bottom corner off or something. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's, he's not really going to see much. But... He, he's the card you're turning backwards in a sleeve to practice. Yeah, yeah, you're going to take a Sharpie, <laughs> Sharpie out and write a different Type Zero backup on him and be like, yeah, it kind of looks like one of those. <laughs> That's beautifully Pretty cool. much. That exactly what we're going to do with him. Yeah. We're going to get, yeah, uh, they're going to be like, could you believe these guys on the podcast? They said Zydu was garbage and, and look at all these synergistic cards that came out for him. He's so good. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I'll I'll eat crow that day. You guys let me know. But for now, I think. <laughs> oh, anytime. I think that's it for that uh, for that spoiler there. So next we have this Sarah. Um, let me find it actually because I just lost I lost my page. I know what its abilities do, but I forget what its power is. So, um, Sarah is a 13 forward, obviously. Oh, clearly. Yes. She, uh, there it is. She's a 7K, three drop 7K, mm -hmm. uh, category 13 job commando, which we actually, it'd be cool if we got some synergy for these Final Fantasy 13 roles because they keep giving them different, like of the six or whatever it was, 13 mm -hmm. roles. And we don't have anything neat that works with the jobs yet. But anyway, um, she, you can tap her to put one card named Mog thirteen two into the break zone, and choose up to two forwards and dull them. Mm -hmm. Or you could pay ice and tap and choose one card named Mog thirteen two in your break zone, and play it onto the field. Okay, dude, I, you know, I, th I think this card's really neat. Um, and I say that because a, it's like an old old two CP Shiva on a stick, and the fact that you get to keep reusing this backup that searches you a bunch of amazing cards why would i not keep recycling that yeah yeah i mean like the card that it interacts with is extremely relevant extremely yes extremely relevant <laughs> it's a card that you want to play again right and again yeah and again and again and again and, and again again yeah and also there's uh probably a new one coming out right which uh, I imagine might have some pretty cool synergy with this card. But yeah. even if it doesn't, uh, it already has great synergy with the first Mog the starter that sees a lot yeah, of play. Yeah, that's Searches what I'm saying. Bombs I... like Orphan. It's just really, really strong. Well, well, uh, well, Search for <coughs> Caius. <coughs> well, that's what I'm saying, dude. <coughs> like, I, I think you can play this card, both of those cards in decks where, you know, you could play some kind of Fire Ice build for a couple reasons. One, you know, Sarah is a, well, you can play it off the Caius. Two, it's a Phoenix target. Three, the fact that it searches, you know, Smog 13 searches Sarah, Sid Reigns, Orphan, Caius. Um, you know, trying to, uh, any any snow forward you're thinking of playing. Um, mm -hmm. Fang, there's, there's so many relevant cards that this thing can just grab for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, and, especially in like that archetype. Yeah, and the fact that you can 
keep reusing it and get an effect out of it. You know what I mean? Like when you need to search something, bring it, uh, you know, bring it back if or break it or whatever. Like there's so many different avenues of play you can take with those two cards. And I, I think, I think they have, they're really, really neat. Yeah. A card just has a lot of action on it. Yes. Like you're going to get a lot of mileage out of uh, having one of these on the field. Mm hmm. Um, sure. All right. And then our fourth spoiler, which, uh, this guy's pretty cool. We've seen something mm-hmm. like this before. This is a one-cost 3K in wind called Kites. It is a mm-hmm. Sky Pirate. Yes, it category is. Category 12. Forward, when a card named Vaughn enters your field, you may pay double wind. When mm-hmm. you do so, play Kites onto the field. This effect will trigger only if Kites is in the break zone. Put Kites into the break zone. Choose one job Sky Pirate. It gains plus 3,000 power until the end of turn. This mm-hmm. guy is like a ghost effect for yeah, Sky Pirates. Yeah. Which I think is fine. Um, you know, there's 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 some neat lines of play you can take. Like obviously you're playing the big Vaughn that lets you get a three drop, then you can put this guy into play. You can go from zero to potentially three to four bodies on a turn for you know eight CP. Yeah, six. Like, and, yeah, and I know Chris just just prattle them off for us. Like like you know all of these Sky Pirate synergies. You are the Sky mm-hmm. Captain. Uh, Yarg. Just having more of these guys with different names is great for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because here's the thing, right? I, I think I don't think the card is good enough for title outside of maybe being like a fringe one of. Because in title, you want them to be named Vaughn or Balthier, mostly Balthier, yeah. because of because of the Fron implications. Um, but I think in standard, if you could actually have some sort of playable Sky Pirate deck if we keep getting these fun little cards. Like, obviously, you know, the Vaughn in the starter deck, you know, is an insanely powerful card that he's I don't think crazy. is... Yeah, he's dumb. It's a collected company. That, yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah, that Vaughn is um, nuts. And the Pinello and the Fran engine with the one yeah. Balthier that people have been playing is an incredibly yeah. efficient and, and, engine. It's really, and then, really And strong. then the other Sky Pirate that they spoiled... Um, some at other the, weird like yeah GA2, holding the hoverboard the 12 yeah the uh, the revenant wings yeah the well, one we that it, gets haste yeah mm-hmm. so you've got another one with a different name that is still searchable off of all of those sky pirate cards um and in this case you can run now, this this is a deck where you may even look at running the old starter ash that you draw cards off of sky pirates and stuff like that but granted i think i would have said that before i saw the new ash because why would i only get to draw a card once when I can just keep drawing all the cards on God's green earth with the new one. Yeah, the new one's so good. <laughs> oh, Philo. Philo is the name of that chick. Yes. Yeah, yeah 5,000 so, Sky Pirate. That, yeah. So I, I I think if the support keeps coming, I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a Sky Pirate deck, but I think like a Wind Water like 12 focus deck could be a very, very real thing. And I, I really hope that's the case. Yeah. Unless I get a really baller ass like fire Captain Bosch, I I'll flip my shit if that's the case. Dude, I, if it's he, time. He better it's be the time. fire legendary. Right? Like where is Captain Bosch? Von Ronsenberg, specifically mm-hmm. of Dalmaska. We have had <laughs> one. We need another one. We've got like yes. know, six ashes. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. He's got to be in there. It's like yeah, he's yeah. not a main character in twelve or something. Like literally every other character has gotten multiple cards. Yeah, they, they seem everybody to be but Bosch is actually really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ten sets in, boy got like a high five, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure he saw much play. 
Uh, <laughs> he's not great. He's not great. But that about wraps it up for spoilers for us. That's uh, that's all we have. I yeah. So I mean, anything this time. No, yeah, I think I think we knocked them all out of the park. And you know, it, it, it's that time of year they're going to be coming hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and John, speaking of hot and heavy, how has the double the double weekly Octagon events been going? The Returners Hideout Mondays and Wednesdays. How has that been going? All right, so we've started two days a week, um, and we have had less players I think this season. But I think a lot of people. Um, the competitive season is kind of winding down, so they might be taking a little breather. I know that that's how it was for me after I qualified last year. Um, mm-hmm. And I probably would have been taking a little bit of a breather if I didn't go to Arizona this weekend. So mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to me. People are kind of chilling out a bit. But I think that as we're getting ready for Nats practice, um, especially considering <clears throat> our success rate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that people are going to be coming in, and, and it's definitely going to be a great place to get Nats practice because the closer mm-hmm. we get to Nats, this is one of the only places that you're going to get to play against the players who are playing those Nats level mm-hmm. decks. Because, yeah. so, I mean, no, this isn't to offend anybody, but sometimes at locals, like, you're, you're not, it's hard to practice for that level of competition. You know, and you need to, yeah. to be going through a gauntlet of just killers. I, I think uh, I agree on that. And and with our local community, we we all know that, you know, we, we know that sometimes at locals, we will all be super competitive, but other times we'll want to test some fun decks. I mean, that's, that is what the game's about. There's so many cards. But when it comes to practicing for an event like that, you you got to get really serious. And um, the the weekly tournaments uh, online were, were a big help, uh, at least for me, uh, practicing for this Crystal Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually had uh, Emmanuel was in there on Wednesday playing the deck that he won his <laughs> Worlds invite with. So that's actually pretty neat. That's really cool. <laughs> and even yeah, JMB uh, had asked in our chat, and he said that he was curious if anybody who had been playing in the weeklies had uh, gone to the Crystal Cup and like done better or had seen an improvement in their play, which I thought was a really cool question for him yeah. to, to come in and ask. And there were a lot of players who were saying, like, yeah, actually, you know, this has really been helping me out, and, and I've been getting like markedly better and noticing kind of a change in my play and my performance from playing in these tournaments. So um, as far as right now is going with the two days a week uh we are just on that grind we're gonna be running two days a week through nats i think that um unless our numbers like climb 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 way back up and stay high we're probably gonna cut the mondays after this season just because we wanted to put in that second day so that we could get the the extra practice in for these huge events um but we are having a lot of fun you know we're, we're there anybody please we are constantly handing out invites to the Discord if you would like to play. We also have a bunch of new players who don't have locals who are coming in, and we're teaching them. We're working with them. This Discord has channels that people are posting their decks and asking for help and advice, even just asking for kind of like roundtable discussions on some cards. We've got people you know, posting their lists when they win here. People are, are helping each other set up Octagon, so if you know, you've never done this before, we can help you get started. Everything. You know, please join the Discord. We're more than happy to have you. And I love running these events for these guys. So Mondays and Wednesdays yeah. as far as we're going. Except for this Monday is the first tournament that we missed. I'm sorry. I was a couple thousand feet in the air. And I even considered <laughs> purchasing, like, the Wi-Fi package to run the tournament off my phone. Yikes. Like, I literally almost spent <laughs> $16 so that I could run the tournament through Tabletop and Discord on the flight. But 
I was exhausted from a busy weekend. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, not much news. We do have the changes to the points this year, where mm-hmm. if you beat the people who are kind of in the top spots, you get bonus points, and that mm-hmm. has been working out because Colin Rupert, the beast that he is, is at the top again of our leaderboard right now, and he did take a, a couple L's last week, so it's letting some people kind of catch back up, and it's going to be a lot closer this year as far as points are concerned. So, what a, what a you know. What a what a what a what a uh, what a what a class act giving other people a chance to catch up. That's right. That's what I said to him. I said you're making it close this time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, last piece of news before we jump into our main topic, um, Dark Crystal Cup tickets. Um, seeing how it's fitting that our main topic is about a Crystal Cup, the Dark Crystal Cup. Those tickets are live, and I want to say possibly at the time of this recording, it could be sold out already. Yeah, they're certainly getting close. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this is the day before Nats at Card Game Coliseum. Um, I highly recommend it if you're trying to make it to Nats and your qualifiers have run out. Definitely go. There have been some amazing success stories. Um, the biggest one, obviously, from last year's Dark Crystal Cup was Chris Neal, who is now on the world's team for the second year in a row. My man went through the Crystal Cup, uh, the Dark Crystal Cup, got to play in Nats, made it through Nats, and went to Worlds. Um, so he was the, the the true Cinderella story, and that could be you this year. I mean, nobody nobody here in this chat, but it could be one of you listening at home. You could have the Cinderella story. And look at that you. dark box. Yeah, look at that deck box, man. Those are so got my Sephiroth one. I think it was from last year. I don't know who was on it, but those are worth those are worth some money, and you're getting mm-hmm. your money back your entry. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yep. 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 So. With that being said, you know, if you can make it, do it. If you can get a ticket, do it. If not, sucks. But yeah, they're going quick. I think the cap is 74 or something like that. And I believe I, last so. Last I checked, they sold 60-some tickets already. So Yeah, it's going in fast. But you know what, John, Emmanuel, you know, I'm just going to kind of turn the cast over to you guys. Y'all were somewhere I wasn't. Y'all were, it seemed like y'all were having a really, really good time around some really fantastic people. Um, so, guys, I'm going to let you talk about the Arizona Crystal Cup. John, we'll start with you. Um, we'll let you kind of talk about your weekend, your event, uh, any side events you played in, just the hospitality. Because it seems like every time uh, this store has an event or they're, you know, they're really doing something for the community, they knock it out of the park. They do an amazing job. And this is, you know, I've, I've never interacted with these people. I've never really said anything. I've, all I've seen is I've been on the outside looking in, and it seems like they run an absolutely amazing operation over there. Um, and they, they deserve all the love that the community can give. Yeah, so so Emmanuel's going to get to sit back and just get to listen to us praise his story here for a second. But, <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to gush for a little bit. So, of course, I, I've never been to this store. I, I haven't really been to too many events on the West Coast. So, I, first of all, I really appreciate absolutely everybody out there, all the love that they were showing me and the cast and the weeklies. Um, it was so awesome to get to go out and, and get to connect with all the people out there. And I'm definitely going to make it a point to, to show up to some more of these West Coast Crystal Cups next year. Um, but this store, man, so first of all, plenty of space, absolutely clean, you know, anywhere that you wanted to sit, it wasn't crowded, there was plenty of space for players to walk around in between tables after matches. The first thing you notice when you walk in the door is that these guys have got pinball machines and arcade cabinets for you to enjoy. Chris, we're talking Street Fighter, Alpha Third Strike. Oh, I'm listening. We're talking about Mortal Kombat 2. We're talking about Turtles in Time. 
We're talking about Star Wars Pinball Lethal Weapon 3 Pinball, Chris. I was on the case. I was on the case. I was pulling the trigger. Um, it, it was a really fun thing to kind of get to do in between rounds or during those long breaks. You know, um, I definitely spent quite a few dollars dropping quarters into into pinball machines this weekend. So uh, I was a little upset that the green lightsaber manual. You, you need to pass this along to management. <laughs> the green I'll lightsaber inside the Star Wars Phantom Menace machine. It's like takes up fifty percent of the machine. And I had to really work hard to clear all of these missions and shoot the ball through all the ramps and do all this stuff to light up this damn lightsaber. And it did not light up when I got to the part that lights up the lightsaber. Ooh. I think it's broken. So this, cool. is, this is an issue we need to fix. We'll the only flaw, literally the only flaw in this, in this <laughs> store. Um, but really, the tournament, we're still dealing with the, the complications of the updated software. Um, mm. It's just a temporary issue, you know. We're still dealing with it. Hopefully, it's they have a solution for Nats. Um, but honestly, the store handled it better than I could ever have imagined a way to handle this problem. So you have all of these players registered for the tournament. We had 114, 117 something players, and they're all going to get assigned a number. They have to keep track of their number for the entire event, for pairings, for everything like that. They gave every player when you registered a business card that had a sticker on it that had your number. That's sick. So you walked around the event all day and you had a card with your number. And whenever I sat down at the table I was supposed to be at, I put my card on the table so it was easy for my opponent to confirm. Because normally, you know, you like to sit down and go, oh, Chris, oh, Manuel, nice to meet you. You know, I'm John. Instead, you're like, are you player 37? (laughs) Yes, I am player 37. And it's like, you know, like beep boop, (laughs) calculating, pairings. You, you know that's the name of the episode, right, John? I am player 37. I am player 37. That was my number. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was really well handled. Like, there was almost no confusion of people getting their tables mixed up. The only thing is they just forgot to mark, like, the bottom of a 6 or a 9. So if you had, like, 69 or 68 or, you know, like, 90, <laughs> something like that, like, you'd be like, nice. is, this, is it 68? Is it 89? I don't know what's... It could be either one. They got that all sorted out for people. But really, that was handled great. Um, the prizing, I'm sure everybody saw, was just dialed up to 11. They gave out four boxes for first place on top insane. of all of Square Enix's prizing. Um, yep. Tons and tons of boxes. I don't know how many boxes you got for second. I got three. I was, three? I was yeah. a very happy camper. Um, <laughs> and they I let got you get Opus 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. Chris, so they I let you wait. get a voucher for Opus 10 boxes, and they ship them to you. That's sick. That's amazing yeah. prizing. Uh, That's so cool. Uh, everybody in top eight got at least a box yeah everyone so, in top eight got at least a box it's completely crazy. worth it completely worth the price of admission alone um yeah, yeah and then we got um th- they had raffles and mm-hmm. i won the first round raffle before i even played a card <laughs> i had prizes you man did. they said player 37 i was like that's me i thought there was an issue <laughs> And they're like, oh, I am 37. You know, I'm like, oh, here comes the deck check. Yeah, I am player 30. <laughs> reporting. Like, <laughs> error, error. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I remember I was sitting there and I, I watched your reaction. And, and actually, the whole rouge, actually, everybody thought you were in trouble. Everybody thought you uh, I, I don't know up, what man. it was, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know the Five Minfilias or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And uh, yeah, no, they, they were like, you won the raffle. And I was like, oh. This is great. Oki yells something funny like uh, is biased. It's rigged. He's a content creator or something. <laughs> Thanks, Okamoto. <laughs> um, but it was so cool. So I got a gift bag with a Noctis like cutout on the front of it. 
And it was a Noctis-themed gift bag. So inside, oh, there was the Noctis Dissidia keychain. We know how we go for those keychains. Oh, yes. Um, and they had five Japanese Opus 5 packs. How freaking cool is that? That's I got nice. a foil oh, Japanese yeah, yeah. Star Sybil and a foil Japanese Cecil and Vaughn Legend. That's pretty cool. And then all day, everybody who I played and who was playing against me, I gave out like the commons and the rares, like pick any Japanese card I have mm-hmm. from the stack that you want. Um, it was really neat. So um, they gave that out, and it had like a blind box figure with like a Bart's I got inside it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a voucher for a free drink from the store, which was super cool. I didn't use it. Oops. Um, <laughs> my bad. It expired <laughs> apparently after those two days. It was kind of a bummer. I was going to like send it to someone who could use it. But that's okay. <laughs> I forgot. But they had that man. They had like Baja Blast and everything. They knew what the, the gamers wanted. It was great. Not to mention, Chris, if you wanted to buy any kind of like old school collectible game or like accessory for any old game system, or heck, just an old game system, they had mm-hmm. everything. They got them all. They got it all, man. It was a really impressive store. Um, time between rounds was like turnover was non-existent. Like it just happened. We didn't mm-hmm. have any repairings. We didn't have awesome. any issues. Or wait, 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 back up. Yeah. Was this a real Final Fantasy tournament with no repairing? I guess no so, repair. man. There was no repairs. That's it? That's With, like, the weird beautiful. number situation and everything. There was a small, like, problem that got fixed immediately day two that didn't actually end up affecting anything, but, like, we caught it. Um, um, it definitely sounds like they were on top of everything. Yeah, it was like the only even slight hiccup, and it just took them like an extra maybe 10 to 15 minutes, and then everything was back on track. And so huge yeah. shout out. Um, the judge staff was excellent. They had people who uh, were from around the area, so like uh, Cassandra Zink, I believe her last name, right? I hope yeah. I didn't mess that yep. up. Okay. Nope, she that's... was excellent, man. She was running around like a dynamo, so much energy, just taking care of everything, <laughs> um, handing out the prizes. She was really passionate about it. She was really, like really, really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, uh, she's the one who actually put uh, put together the raffle kits. So I was gonna point that out. Her and Larry, um, her husband, uh, they're they're awesome people. They're a cornerstone of our community. Um, they went to Japan and got all these Japanese booster boxes. So um, and, so and even cool. the keychains too. I think those were actually uh, from last year when we went to Dark Crystal Cup. Um, uh-huh. The little grab the grab boxes they had for oh. those little keychains. <laughs> I was very guilty uh, they, of, of reaching into that bag. Oh, <laughs> oh man, all of us. Uh, but they they were even guiltier. But the as a goodness of their heart, they actually put them in prizes. So it's amazing. Uh, big shout out to them for sure. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, that blew me away. Like, not only do I never win the raffles, but it was honestly the most thoughtful, neat little raffle I'd ever won. So it was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, they they ran the tournament really well. We had um, obviously the Breakstone guys were doing the stream. We had Sam as the table judge. No mm-hmm. issues with any judge calls or anything like that. Sam has been doing such an excellent job, really taking his time traveling to these and, and sitting down doing the table judge. So, um, of course, I have to thank him for for the work he's putting in at the table there. Um, we did get some judge tests passed out to some people, so hopefully awesome. recruiting some more judges so that more players can step up and we can have uh, a lot of these people that we're praising for becoming these stand-up judges in our community. I think this is a really great time for us to grow that side yeah, of the yeah. game. And um, and it's going to be really awesome to see how that kind of evolves over the next year. I got to help kind of officiate some of those. Um, but yeah, it was really just a neat weekend. I, of course, didn't do super hot. I played Mono Water. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up with a losing record, and I got punched in the face a lot. It was a very aggressive day. I'm sure that everybody can see, as as the decks that were performing very well on stream, uh, aggro, it was aggro's day. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, the all the fanfret bursts in the world just weren't coming my way. It, it couldn't happen for me, so... Um, I had a lot of fun, though. Of course, I had a blast. Everybody that I got to meet down. I, I mean, I played a great game I had against uh, Azul from our Returner family out there. Mm-hmm. Gave me one of the cool Returners hideout dice and the cool Sick. Returners hideout sticker thing. That's super neat. Shoutouts. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely a pleasure to get to jam against everybody that I got to play against. Um, and then I just spent the next day just hanging out, really, just enjoying the community. I played the title side event, got bodied there too. Turns out six is uh, again <laughs> still not, six. Six still is not great. It's still uh, not that great against aggro. <laughs> People mm-hmm. were just more better at being aggressive than I was, and also had no problems uh, using ex burst to kill my lock. Turns out there's a lot more removal in title these days than oh yeah than uh, oh, there man. used to be. So Type Zero okay. probably tore it up there. So oh like yeah, we're it sure did. I got beat by Type Zero twice. So I uh, I went bowling next door for like a hot minute while I was waiting for my <laughs> Gunslinger match. That was really fun. Uh, nice. Me, uh, Amethyst, and Mike and um, Alejandro, Curtis. Um, we all went over there. We had uh, oh, of course, uh, Lord Taco. Can't forget. We all went over there and had a great time bowling. Uh, and then when I came back over, they were in uh, top four, so I just kind of just watched the rest of the matches, got to see Emmanuel, kind of have some some fun tearing people up. Uh, and I'm going <laughs> to kind of let him talk about the rest of the tournament here, because that, that's it for me. My tournament was I got to hang out with some awesome people and have a great time at a really well-run event at a great store. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Emmanuel, before we turn it over to you, I, you know, you're you're... Your name, not a lot of people are familiar with. You're yeah. you're relatively newer in the grand scheme of things. Just just kind of walk us through, you know, before we dig into your tournament. Just kind of walk us through where you started, how long you've been playing, like some of your events. Like just you know, kind of give us your resume. This, this turned into a job interview almost immediately. So <laughs> talk to us. I'm used to that. No worries. Um, <laughs> so we, um, first of all, the the community Arizona is whole reason I'm playing, man, they are, they are great, great people who keep the game alive. Um, it's obviously a newer game in general. Um, and it's hard to get these off the ground, you know, even as big as final fantasy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started, like I said, a, I think about a year and a half ago, I lose track of time, but, um, the only other card game experience I've had was playing, uh, the terrible game called Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, ter- terrible game. You enjoy uh, our shadow realm jokes. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i I love it um i you know i loved it as a kid it was a good game when it was balanced um Mm -hmm. it's it's just nowadays to me at least it's whoever wins the die roll wins um and that color of the rainbow too like the deck now there's like there's like 700 types of cards and it's very confusing yeah yeah it's 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 not as fun as it was and uh i always have a soft spot for the game i've got my collection that i don't want to part with because i'm a hoarder but uh but you know You're that mad. that actually experience with with how kind of tired I was of that game really helped me just love Final Fantasy even more. I mean, I'm a big Final Fantasy nerd. Ten's my favorite game. Uh, the usuals, you know, everybody else who gets into this game. Um, but just it's such a good game, at least um, for now to me. It's balanced. Um, mm-hmm. And a big thing was too the quality of the cards. Uh, I know we touched on this earlier with the full arts and the mm-hmm. and the foiling. I mean, 
I touched a card and I was like, this feels amazing. I mean, coming obviously from Yu-Gi-Oh where they're flimsy, you know, a little piece of cardboard. I get nicked from every, from anything. Um, the back of these cards, I mean, just the texture, the feel of them. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was really random for me. I just saw that Final Fantasy had a game, um, bought a random pack. Uh, first pack pulled a, uh, foil idea from Opus three. Nice. Um, and I was I was in love with the game at that point. I was like, first pack, boy, a legend, I'm in. <laughs> so. Exact same for me. It's so funny. It's literally the exact same thing. Opus yeah, 3 man. as well. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time to get into the game, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, kind of, you know, fast forward from there. My first deck was Cadets. Um, then uh, I didn't want to get rid of it until I was just like, all right, I'm just not winning. <laughs> mm. uh, got into Mono Lightning Heavy. Um Loved it. It was a powerhouse in Opus 4. Um, did pretty well at some slightly bigger events in our community with, with Mono Lightning. Uh, did really well in our first circuit. Um, but then uh, Lightning got crept on too, as you guys know. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually I made this transition over to Water, water Fire. That's kind of where we're at today. Nice. So now, I guess, tell tell me why going into this event... You know, what made you choose Water Fire? Was it a comfort thing? Were you expecting after the the Riku ban for something, I guess for the meta to be kind of shifted in a way where nobody really knows what they're trying to play? Or did you, oh. ha- did you, did you have something in mind when you chose this deck for this event? No, actually, I, I mean, the Riku ban almost uh, kind of scared me because I honestly didn't have a terrible matchup against... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Riku deck. Uh, I've been playing Waterfire for uh, I think at least six months now. I've been crafting and perfecting this deck for mm-hmm. for a really long time, um, and just trying to see what works, what doesn't, how aggro, how not aggro. And mm-hmm. it scared me when the ban happened because I was like, oh, it's wide open now. Like I don't know what I'm going to be playing against. Like mm-hmm. what if what if it opens up to have you know mono water comes back into power and and i used to struggle against mono water but not with this build i, I think it just goes too fast for them uh mm-hmm. it doesn't let them build up to cagnazzo uh which is you know my biggest nightmare my guys mm-hmm. are weenies um so uh yeah I, it wasn't a choice that i made recently i i've been playing this deck for about six months mm-hmm. and uh just took it in there and and like I said, all the practice, uh, the online tournaments, uh, the locals with our community was, was awesome. Um, you know, it, it helped it do really well. Um, and I had fun playing it. That's that's the biggest thing to me is mm-hmm. um, Waterfire is is fun. Um, yeah, so. it looked fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now walk us through your your deck and your card choices. Um, like I said, I, I I really didn't get to see much of your deck at all mm-hmm. um so just kind of walk us through like some of like the key cards that were that you know the cards that really came into play over the week and that really like you know put you in this position yeah yeah totally um i mean obviously number one the, the boy zidane uh mm-hmm. he is crazy if i draw him turn one with a haster it mm. is, it's unreal. And I always go second, actually. That's, that's another thing. People always look at me funny when I win the die roll, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go second. Um, mm-hmm. I don't care that people know. I mean, it's very, my strategy is that's an extra card for me to draw a Sage with my Zidane mm-hmm. or to draw Belias. And more than likely, turn one, my opponent's going to play a backup. 
I'm actually ecstatic when they play two backups because I know there's mm-hmm. no way they have removal for that mm-hmm. Ziding turn one or even turn two. Like they're they're car they're already you know short on cards. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's you know it's it's great when I get it turn one. But what I um, I think I really you know try to prove this weekend is I don't need that to happen necessarily. That, that you know my win condition is not drawing Ziding turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's cards in here. I mean, the Archangel HM. Um, there is other cards that just put a lot of pressure early that really set me up well. Uh, so I'd say he was one of the MVPs. Um, Nail, obviously. I mean, it's just a busted card in, in many decks, so I don't even need to go into that, uh, how good that is. Um, I run 31 forwards, so uh, plenty of targets. Yeah, she hit um, she hits. She hits. And uh, I think lastly, uh, the one that's the most fun to play and the one that uh, pretty much wins games is Rain. I mean, the card is so, so fun. I mean, the fact that I can haste my whole board and just OTK um, or the double undermine play. I mean, mm-hmm. most people don't really expect me to be running the fire Rain. And Ooh, how many total Rains are we playing? Uh, we play five right now. Um, Ooh, nice. It's a, it's a good yeah. number. Yeah. <laughs> that is hot. That is hot. Yeah, yeah. So swinging in with him, you know, already minus two. And then if I have two reigns in hand, I mean, mm-hmm. it only costs another two CP per undermine. That's minus 10K to the board. Yeah. Um, there's not much that survives that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's always kind of the most terrifying thing about the rain decks is you just are like, if he sticks, I'm dead. Pretty much. And in my experience, I, let me tell you, I tried Rain a lot when he first came out, and mm-hmm. everybody just always just killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was not being hastied all the time. And I think that the consistency of not only you running the extra Reigns for the S ability, and just like all of the haste, you, you're doing the full Belias, the full Sage, uh, I mm-hmm. saw you cast the Belias on Zidane plenty of times the first turn, and even I think in your interview say that the Belias is the dream almost, mm-hmm. like to get the yeah. extra card versus develop the backup, like put the extra card in your hand almost sometimes is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's either one's great, really. Mm-hmm. They're good options, and uh, yeah, Belias is awesome. Belias won me a critical game um, uh, against uh, McGinty, who's you had me on the ropes. Um, honestly, if I did not draw. Elias and Cloud of Darkness at the perfect time, I, I lose that game. Um, it's yeah, crazy, crazy stuff happens with with haste. That's kind of that the nature of those decks, though, too, right? I believe there was even a time where you uh, again. I just keep yeah. I just rewatched today. So, um, in your interview or one of the interviews, you said that uh, you went all in on drawing a fire card off the top of your deck one turn, and it was <laughs> like did. if it was not red, you were dead. <laughs> that's correct uh yeah i realized that um one thing that i used to not do was uh play the belias early in the turn like if i have a ton of cards in hand i would kind of wait till till battle phase um um attack phase and and cast the belias there to i don't know i guess i was thinking catch him off guard but I realize that if I play the Belias first, I get to draw whatever that other card is and then play my hand around whatever that is. I mean, such an obvious thing that I probably sound almost, you know, like like a noob for saying that. But um, I've 
realized that not too long ago, and that actually helped me um, win the game um, that was on stream for semifinals. No, I mean, I think that those are <clears throat> really important things you learn when you put all those reps in on a deck, and that's the difference between somebody just like copying a list and actually having put a ton of time into testing it, especially against certain matchups. And what's funny is um, you got thrown into the ringer against decks that you definitely did not test against. Oh, God, no. I promise you didn't <laughs> test against. In fact, I'm pretty sure all three of your top eight matches were against the same deck. They were. <laughs> they were. Uh, you know what? I, I can't lie. I played against one of them at Vegas. I went to the Vegas LQ. Uh, okay. um, and I played Kyle, who just crushed my soul. Um, mm -hmm. I He was my only loss during rounds. And then I got, uh, I got through my first round, but I got to play him um, the second round of, of top. And I just didn't have an answer um for his deck um so many big guys so much uh removal he's got shantoto in there got all those Musoyas in there mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean i i got my ass kicked by it um but i i can't say i had a ton of practice because I, I haven't seen anyone in octagon playing it for sure so so um, then you have to know my follow-up question here is this is the same guy who you kicked out of top cut here in arizona right so what changes did you make to the deck to be able to handle it because it seems like you handled it just fine two rounds in a row mm -hmm. oh man uh i he he got game one uh just uh played it perfectly um game two i i got the dream i opened zidane uh, i was able to control it get it get a good uh get a good w there um i i changes i didn't make a whole lot i added an because just the pressure that he puts on Archangel HM. Um, How many times do you think you hit with Archangel HM in this tournament? Oh man, uh, plenty. Uh, people sometimes would rather take the hit. Um, man, that, that sounds like a mistake. <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I don't know. It puts pressure. I want to go back to a point that you said about the Fanfrits um, mm -hmm. and just and, and the rain, the rain getting blown up. Mm -hmm. See, the reason that my rain doesn't get blown up is because by the time rain's out there, I've got Archangel, I've got Zidane. So pick your poison. Yeah, I mean... Diversify those threats, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if it's Fanford, I get to pick. But if you've got one piece of removal, um, yeah, usually it is the rain. But now you're dealing with Archangel who's going to either take out your forward because he goes to nine or deal you two. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to let me draw two cards because Zidane's going to poke through if I got six in hand. Mm -hmm. Man. Um, so anyway, that those games with Kyle, um, game three, like I said, I barely squeaked out. He he had the game. Um, I I think I was on two backups. I I can't say I'm gonna remember this exactly, but I I think I was on uh, three backups. Sorry. Um, uh, and all I had was tape. hold on. Let's check. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, yeah, right. I was on three backups, and I had a VV out, and he had um, Fusoya out four backups, like four in hand, he was stabilized. Um, but I had him at six because of early early rain and Archangel pressure. Um, but he had wiped my board. And um, so I had a, <clears throat> I had um, one card in hand, I believe, and I draw uh, – two cards in hand, sorry. I draw Cloud of Darkness and I draw Belias. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I wasn't seeing the correct play because I also had a Furion in hand. So in my head, I was like, um, okay, I, I play the Furion, and I apologize, I had him at five. 
So I, I was like, I play the Furion, I kill his Vusoya, I get in, I get in for one more point with Vivi to, to put him at six, and then hope he doesn't just kill me next turn because he's got four cards in hand, four backups. And then I realized, oh my god, I just if I just play the Cloud of Darkness and Belias it, um, it's enough because it'll be minus four on the Fusoya, and then when I swing with Cloud of Darkness, it's another minus two, and that's exactly six. Mm-hmm. And the VV was already out there. So just insane. Like that that draw was just incredible. Um won me the game. I, I don't saw the win line, there. man. Yeah, it's just Yeah. Yeah. It happens, especially with that style deck. I mean, like you said, you you learned like where to take the chances. So while it is like a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I hope I draw the right thing. Like you've also put yourself in a position where the likelihood of drawing the right thing is very high because you know what you want to draw and you've played, you've sequenced things in such a way, which just comes yes. with a lot of the practicing. But yeah, the numbers of the cards you run. I mean, I run three Cloud of Darkness, and mm-hmm. you would think maybe that's not like. You know, maybe three sounds like too much, but it it wins games. Um, you know, three cloud of darkness, two big clouds, and three nails seems to be the the magic number for now. That's a pretty great top end. Yeah, they're all super effective at different points in the game and different board states, which is really nice to have a, a balanced top end of your curve like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. So what would you say? I mean, obviously counting counting the finals what was your toughest match of the day or what was the hardest part of the tournament oh man uh, it's easy uh, i mean obviously the finals uh okimoto mm-hmm. you know what my ass and uh i did have one major misplay which i'll talk about in a second mm-hmm. um i think i could have won game one um and game two i just i just threw like shit there was just no way around it he uh he was gonna win that no matter what and he outplayed me game one don't get me wrong you know that misplay uh, possibly cost me the game, but he he put that vein out there and put the pressure on. So uh, definitely was a hard game. But I would say the one that really just just mopped the floor with me was uh, Sam Tool's deck, um, the Water Lightning. Mm. Uh, I was just I had no answer. I mean, because his deck almost does what mine does, except it's it's got more removal. So. I, my deck does very well against the meta right now. Mm-hmm. And his deck is obviously not the meta either. Mm-hmm. And so he just dropped, you know, thread after thread, that cane to take out my reign, uh, that Ramza that he runs. Um, I, I told him, I was like, man, that's, that's just a great deck. I, um, I had no answer for it. And, uh, you know, I've got to figure it out eventually, obviously, if he's going to keep running that deck and I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to one day play him again, but uh, for now, I, I I've got to study it. I don't really have an answer for that deck. Yeah, it's true. funny because he's almost doing what you're doing with slightly bigger guys, mm-hmm. and and it's just like a little bit slower, but just bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. I think that that is the one thing where you don't have re- you're really going fast and wide, and you don't have as much of the targeted removal except like the cloud of darkness and stuff. Yeah. Uh, where he's and, kind and... of already in your guts by the time, and you're used yeah. to being the guy in the other people's guts. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's it's hard to play against a deck that does what yours does. And, at that point, it, it a lot of it does come down to who draws what first. Mm-hmm. I mean, but um, but like I said, he's got so much removal that even if I did set up a pretty wide board, which I didn't even get to, um, he can he can handle a lot of it. 
Um, yeah. So barring a double rain special, it's kind of hard to get through through his board. That's true. I mean, I so my first just just to think about it um, is a lot of his removal is also on forwards. It's also like combat base, like the Ramza and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like how you use your haste is the most important thing in that matchup. Because that's the advantage you have over him, right? Is being able to after he's turned something sideways, something hits the board, and yep. And meanwhile, I've the got only just a, really a little bit more haste. Like yeah. Lua and uh, and Maya can give it to some of those forwards, which can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he even uh, had to play Maya because the the ass whooping was so thorough. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, I do have a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I. You know what? I even got in turn one with Zidane, so I was feeling good. Um, but after that, he, he uh, handled the Zidane. I forgot with what, but it was very efficient. Um, uh, another big advantage that I have with Zidane, if I'm playing him turn one, you have to almost overextend to kill him. And if you don't, he's just going to keep giving me cards. So his deck got rid of it somehow very efficiently. And so, you know, almost canceled out the advantage that I had by drawing those two. Yeah, I mean, and exactly that's the thing is if somebody can just pop Zidane, it's uh, it's gonna be tough, obviously. especially if you've committed with something to haste him already. But like mm-hmm. you said, a lot of decks, especially if you get to go second, uh, they've already put themselves yeah. in a position where it's hard for them to do that. So, I think it was yeah. an excellent deck choice. Obviously, it worked out for you. Um, yeah. Now you get to plan another deck for oh, Nats. Man. I know. <laughs> the, the benefit of this though. Is that man? There are a whole lot of decks that don't share elements with the colors you played. <laughs> I'm loving that. I know it's wide open for me. I could I could pick any meta deck I want, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Have other people who are going to be looking at like, hey man, you know, fire and water are pretty open. Maybe I want to play something like this. Mm-hmm. And now, do you happy or like? Are you happy that you're probably inspiring a bunch of people to sleeve your deck right now? And they're probably taking I... it to locals this weekend. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Uh, even some people. Uh... There were were impressed by the deck and they told me and it feels good you know I like you guys said I'm not a well known player or anything um, I'm newer to the game and it feels good you know like hey I've been really working at this deck and um, for it to show up you know when it gets posted as you know in in the finals of a of a huge Crystal Cup um, it is it's nice uh, obviously now that comes with people knowing how to play against it a little better. Um, you know, if they're going to play the deck themselves, they're going to know the ins and outs. Um, hey, that's fine. You know, you can't hide decks forever. So, right. um, it, it's cool. I'm honored uh, if people do pick it up. I do have one other question about your tournament. Obviously, um, the Firewater deck, Giles through Swiss, got us the invite. But there's something very important that happens in between. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. Crystal Cup is the only event that's going to have this Opus 9 draft. Mm-hmm. So you talked to us a little bit about how your draft went and what you ended <laughs> yeah. up picking and how those matches went for you. Oh, what an interesting part of, of the tournament. I um, Going into day two, I was like, okay, six and one. Uh, I shouldn't be too worried. But I, I was running all the scenarios in my head. I was like, well, what if I, what if I just tank and go one and three and I'm out of top eight? You know, what a waste of a day one. Um, but uh, the draft, Man, I, I was in three colors. I was uh, I was fire, wind, ice, um, which is uh, crazy that I went four and zero. But yeah, well yeah. done, well done. Yeah, thank you. That is no, uh, no easy feat. 
Yeah, they were they were all close games. I think I almost had almost more fun with draft than even uh, than even day one because the games were so close. Um, mm. Vane was passed to me. I, I don't know why or how. Uh, all right, he was passed to me. Yeah, pack three. So I was already heavily invested into Firewind, and um, Firewind was drying up. And it was wide open the first two packs. All of a sudden, pack three, it just was gone from from existence. Um, and someone passes me a vein. And I think there was like a fuseler in there or something else that I could have used for fire. But I was like, I, I'm not I'm not passing this. That's a hell of a so, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I get vein. Luckily, I did that because fire and wind were dry as hell for the rest of the packs. And so I, I went into ice. I picked up a couple Terras, which ended up being MVPs. Nice. Um, I had, I, I opened uh, two Ifritas, which was insane. Um, so, you know what that means? I'm doing 5k to their board or I'm doing 9k to a forward. It's pretty yeah. good. With out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the deck building, I was really nervous. Because, like I said, I was in three colors. Uh, all this draft practice that I've done with my local community, we've, we've put in the time doing draft practice. I had always ended up in fire earth um, or, or a little bit of wind, wind fire. But I knew that that was a heavily contested um, color. Um, it's just, I mean, you open two Efridas, you open a queen of Eblon, you get past the king of Eblon. What are you going to do? You're going to stay away from fire? You know? No, nah, you're gonna play that shit. <laughs> you're gonna play you, you look at the cards, yeah. you're like, shit, I guess I'm playing these. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that was the other one too. I had two kings of Ebon and a queen. Uh, I had three Maga sisters. Three Maga Ooh. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we playing construction. <laughs> what? <laughs> God. Yeah, looking back at it, I'm like Jesus. I'm kidding, but uh, yeah, three Maga sisters. I had the Vein, I had a Squall, um, and three Belias's, two Ifridas. Um, that was like Ooh. the main components of my deck. Um, but anyway, I, I, I kind of lingered on that just because it was, it was fun. I mean, drafting was fun. Um, and so round one, um, I think this was round one, I thought I was going to lose I- immediately. Um, he played four forwards within the first two turns. Christ, okay. And, and they were not weenies. Uh, he had uh, he had a Gabranth out there that searched in the Begammon, uh, and he had a Light Wool. <laughs> he dropped <sighs> Light Wool turn one. And I was sitting there on one backup because I had gone first, and I was like, what the fuck do I do against a Light Wool? Because... <laughs> That's a, just that's a monster in draft. Mm-hmm. And so um, I won't get too deep into the, you know, what happened in every, just kind of give a quick summary, but this one I have to have to go over because um, it was just crazy. So he has all those four forwards and I'm like, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm done. Uh, but I did have two Belias's in hand and one fire card. And I had my Maga sisters out there. So I'm facing down four forwards um, and, and the interaction goes, he swings with Buagi, you know, he's up to 8k. All right. I'm not going to do anything about that. I'm going to take that. Uh, he swings with the Begammon. And so I, I dropped the first Belias on the Maga sisters and, and I take them out, you know, and I draw 
and I draw fire. And I'm like, oh, thank God, I've got three colors in here. And uh, then he swings with a wool. So Maga Sisters is already at eight, and I pump her again to nine. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, yes, like, let's go. There goes the wool. And obviously the wool takes out my forward too, but it's Maga Sisters, so cool. You know, I get the <laughs> player back. <laughs> and then um, one big thing, and, and I, I felt so bad, and, and I know he didn't mean to say it, but he said pass turn immediately. And um, he still had a Gabrantha that he could have swung with. And um, he ended up taking me to five. So it definitely made a difference. I had unfortunately already drawn. He was like, oh, wait. And so I, I was like, hey, man, go ahead and call the judge. If you can go back, I'll put the card back. I know what I drew. Um, but the judge ruled it. Um, it. It was too late, you know, because he had passed priority essentially at that time. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Unfortunately, so, uh, um, like you see the cards, and then and you didn't like illegally draw those cards, so but they can't easily no. rewind them because it's like kind of your word of which are the cards that you drew, and yeah, at mm. that point, unfortunately, the turn is passed. Yeah, especially yeah. like a crystal cup. Yeah, and, and super nice guy. Like I said, I you know, he was he was very polite about it, salty about it or anything at all. Mm-hmm. He's kicking you know he's kicking himself for not doing that, but as I would, I would do the same. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we couldn't go back, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just a crazy game. I came back and I, and I next turn I actually drew Vane, and I was just like, oh, you know. And he has he was on no backups because obviously he dropped four forwards turn two, mm-hmm. and I just came back and just ended up winning that. Um, but yeah, draft was incredible. Uh, I actually got to beat Oki in the in the fourth match, so he got his revenge, you know, where it counted. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I played him in the fourth round of draft, and I, and I and I got him. He took me to five as well. Um, so draft was fun. Uh, I hope that um, it's a part of some events in the future. I know mm-hmm. some people don't love it, but uh, to me, it really does test skill, um, and it's just a fun thing, man. I mean, you get to use these cards that are otherwise for the junk pile, usually. You know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That is one cool thing about it is uh, you experience all different interactions and really explore more of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Super fun. absolutely. Well, I mean, you're you're definitely an elite company as we round out the Crystal Cup winners this season. Um, you know, we can just kind of go down the line and read off these names. You know, well, Colin Rupert, the, uh, Amber Alert team. Sorry. Oh, I hear that. That's our hey look, baby. We got to save the missing children. World's team. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you know like the 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 news team with the conch shell <laughs> but you know you had colin rupert win uh what win what the fire crystal cup you had oh. chris neal win the water crystal cup i believe um then you had lord byron by uh brian by i call him lord byron so much that i forget his name is actually brian <laughs> winning the ice crystal cup in toronto you know we had sam tool win the wind crystal cup in Kansas City. Then we had Matthew Okimoto win the Lightning Crystal Cup here in our home turf of Richmond, Virginia. And then we had Emmanuel Onate take down the Earth Crystal Cup in Arizona. So the first no, half I, of... I, I lost to well, Oki. You, well, you <laughs> lost to Oki, but you got the world spot because yep, yep. Oki was there. You still took Sorry. down plenty of that tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you lost one game. You were, what, X and 1 up until finals? Time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, fuck that. You won in my book. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you, know, you, you, you got to the spot that mattered. And 
You know, no one's going to take that from you because, you know, to be fair, you know, Kyle Peters you know, winning this or coming in second to Okimoto, Okimoto at the sealed event in Gen Con. So, look, mm-hmm. there, there is nothing wrong with getting Okimoto's scraps. He's Mr. <laughs> free time. Because pretty much because his scraps take you to worlds. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it was crazy going into top four. Actually, I had qualified um, Mm -hmm. because of how crazy the competition here was that there was, I think, three world's players already qualified in top four. Mm -hmm. So just by getting into top four, I had it. But I was like, you know what, I've got to play for for more. And and luckily, I got to the finals. And hopefully that, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better that I, uh, I didn't just, you know, didn't just get passed all the way down. I, I, you know, I got to the finals. And and oh, yeah. Play yeah, Okimoto you, for it. you you fought every step of the way, and yeah, you know, you're. I I think you got you're going to bring a lot to this team. Um, I, I think the war the North American team is shaping up to be very very strong this year. Probably one of the best that we've seen so far, and this is only half the squad. Yeah, it's you crazy. Know, like we 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 got the X Men Gold team. We don't have the blue team yet, and you know and that's going to be coming from nationals. So. You know, Can't like wait to see who joins, yeah, dude. Like just looking at this list, it's like I'm looking at already. It's like I'm looking at the '92 Dream Team. Like, oh, there's Jordan, <laughs> there's Magic, there's Bird, there's Stockton. You know, that, that that's how I feel when I'm looking at this list. Um, and and I'm not not that I'm calling you Christian Leitner because you know you could be Carl Malone for all we know. <laughs> so hey, I'm the rookie. I, I'm gonna. I'll definitely be taking all the advice I can from these guys. Um, I've got a lot of respect for their gameplay. So uh, I'm a learner, man. I, I love to read in, in my spare time and things like that. And mm-hmm. it's in this game, it's, you know, reading a book is equivalent to just having a conversation with, with these kind of players. Yeah, be, being a student of the game is what it's all about for Spoken sure. As a consummate champion. Spoken as, indeed. A, as a true <clears throat> regular in the returners hideout online <laughs> weekly free tournaments every monday and wednesday that's just kind of how we do now Emmanuel, before we go ahead and wrap this up man do you have any shout outs anybody you want to thank before we let you go tonight yeah yeah definitely um you know i like to always uh recognize everyone in in our local community in arizona um every single person um you know if i start naming them off I, i'd never get done but um mm-hmm. I had a couple of shout outs during the Crystal Cup to to some people who helped me practice, you know, extra time. Of course, like we mentioned, um, special shout out always to the Zinks. Um, besides what they what they've done for me, they were the first ones to actually get me into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the fact that they put on these raffles, they they run our circuit, uh, just just incredible uh, people. Um, and like I said, the the entire community uh, Arizona deserves a shout out. Um, and then secondly, man, uh, just uh, the, the, the FFTCG community, um, I can't stress enough how great it feels to play this game because when you lose, you're, you're 99% of the time, you're not losing to some asshole or you know, some, some rage quitter. Mm-hmm. Um, people reach out and genuinely shake your hand, and that to me is, is great. We all get salty. You know, I, I, I get salty when I lose sometimes, but... You know, I, I put my hand out there and I, you know, I try to be the best board I can. And, and everyone else in this game does too. And it's, it's great. Um, it, when, when, and when you lose, you know, you, you have the feeling, hey, I'm losing genuinely, you know, good person. I can't be that mad. You know, I hope that they do well. Um, so just, a, just a, a huge shout out to these, this entire community, everyone who puts this together, to you guys for you know, putting the content together. Um, 
the uh, the returners tournament, you know, as much as we're going to, you know, joke about it on here um, with the amount of world's players that you guys get in there. I mean, it was a big thing for me, you know, to be able to practice um, as many weeks as I could before this event. Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely enjoyed having you and we definitely enjoy, you know, you supporting the community like you do. It's, play- it's players like you that keep this game, you know, going like Thank it you. is. So, you know, we, we can't thank you enough. And, uh, you know, again, congratulations. I know the, uh, the journey is just beginning for you because, you know, you've got Nats you got to get ready for uh, to practice. And then you've got, you know, I'm sure, you know, the world's team is going to be cooking up some things between now and getting ready for Opus 10 and figuring out what you're going to do there, especially once, you know, whatever formats it's going to be gets revealed. Um, you've got a lot of work ahead of you, and I, and I, I don't think you're going to let anybody down. Thank you. It means a lot. Uh, thank you so much for having me uh, on here. Um, great stuff. I hope to see you guys at the uh, at, at Nats if you guys come down. No, I will um, absolutely be there. You will see me in the flesh. Yeah, it, it, it's up in the air for me. I'm most likely not going to be there. It is my. Uh, I'm actually getting married the week before, and I'll, I'll be on my honeymoon. I'll be. Uh, I'll be sipping cocktails. You know, <laughs> uh, if I'm not there, I, I'll have the stream pulled up and cheering you guys on. That's for sure. I, I would say that's yeah, that's a that's a valid excuse not to make it. That's that's okay. Well, yeah, very few. One of the very few. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a good gal. She uh she congratulations, said, man. Congratulations. Oh, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, she's a good gal. You know, if I if I had to take an impromptu trip to to L.A., she'd be a good sport and she'd come with me. That's amazing. That's amazing. The support's there. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. Best of luck. But thanks, man. But yeah, like other than that, guys, any parting thoughts? Because other than that, I I think we've uh, I think we've rambled and had you know a good time long enough. No, just shout outs to everyone, really. Everybody. Absolutely. God, God, I feel left out. I should shout out a couple things. Uh, Shout outs for people with braces for keeping it metal. Uh, Shout outs for (laughs) breakfast for being the most important meal of the day. That's all I've got. All right, guys. That's it for us. See you. Exactly. Be good. Thank you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes. 